Hello and welcome to the Unleash Pain Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Katie Sutton, and I am a rehabilitation specialist and master neuro coach specializing in pain specifically. 100% of us experience pain at some point in our lives, yet we are not told what pain is, why we have it, or how to navigate through it. Without this vital information, it keeps us stuck in the vicious pain cycle. This is where I come in. My job is to educate and inform you about all things pain so you can feel empowered to know how to navigate pain when it comes about. This is how you break the cycle and reclaim your life from pain. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking out of the pain cycle today. This episode, I am going to be doing a deep dive on the different components of pain in the biopsychosocial way. So if you're unfamiliar with this term, I talked about it in the last episode of Pain Explained, and I was explaining how pain is made up of biological, psychological, and social aspects. And if we are not addressing these three pain bubbles, we are not addressing pain. And so we have been very familiar and comfortable with just focusing on the biological, physical parts of pain. However, a lot of people continue to stay stuck in pain because they're missing two-thirds of the pain recipe. And so if you're just treating pain on a biological level, you are not going to get the relief that you want because you're just going to be symptom treating. You're not going to be able to get to the source of your pain and actually change it so you can get out of it and get back to the life that you want to live. So if you're unfamiliar with the term biopsychosocial, highly recommend that you go and listen to that episode. It's called Pain Explained. And it's going to give you like a brief overview on biopsychosocial. And right now, I'm going to deep dive into each of those categories. So the Pain Explain episode is actually going to make a lot more sense as I explain the biopsychosocial parts of pain in these upcoming episodes. So for today, I am going to dive into the psychological pain bubble. And I find that this is probably the most critical place to start because it's basically the backbone when it comes to pain. In the last episode, I did talk about how pain starts in the brain. Pain is created in the brain, and if we are not targeting the brain, we are not going to be targeting pain. And so I feel like the psychological part of the biopsychosocial bubble system is going to be the best place to start. Because once we dive into the psychological, it's going to make a lot more sense on how it affects our lives, how we think, how we operate on social levels, and why we are having different responses from our bodies on a biological level when it comes to pain. So this is the best way for me to explain this to you in the most simplest way possible. I am going to dive into some neuroscience here because the science is just so incredibly important. And once you know this information, you can do with it what you will. It's meant to empower you and to just make sense on what pain is because a lot of us are not taught what pain is. So I'm going to give you a nice crash course on this. So with the psychological pain bubble of the the pain rewiring 
I am going to be breaking it up into two parts because these are very, very important parts to talk about. Like I said, it is the backbone of it. So this episode is going to be focusing on the mental part of pain. And then the second episode um, part of the psychological, the part two, is going to be the emotional aspect of pain. And they are going to interchangeably feed with each other and they're going to connect and they will make more sense as you listen to it as you go along because some of the things that I might say in this episode may not make a whole lot of sense until you listen to part two of the psychological part of it. So that's just a little housekeeping for this episode. But for the mental side of pain in the psychological pain bubble, I'm going to be covering how the brain works when it comes to pain. I'm going to be talking about your pain neuropathway. And then I'm going to be talking about neuroplasticity, which is how you can actually retrain your pain system. And you can actually start doing that today. So Let's go ahead. Let's just dive right on in. I want to get right into the content. That way you can start rewiring your brain right now by just listening to it. So let's just start with the brain because pain starts in the brain. And I explained this more in the previous episode. So go check that out. But basically your brain's main job is to keep you safe. It is meant to protect you and keep you safe in what it knows. And what it knows and what it is familiar with is going to be how your brain is wired on a subconscious level. So when it comes to the brain, we have two different parts. We have a conscious part of it, which is where we are aware of our thoughts, what we're thinking, what we are saying to ourselves, like we're very, very conscious and aware of the thoughts that are running through our head. However, the second part of it is going to be a subconscious level where we are not necessarily aware. These are thoughts and beliefs and things that we say to ourselves on an internal level without really having true awareness about it. It's just something that just kind of goes automatically and when it comes to how the subconscious is wired is what controls 99, not 99, 90% of our actions and our decisions and how we behave and how we think about ourselves. It is all stored in the subconscious, which is why it is so, so important to look at how your brain is wired when it comes to pain. And I'll, I'll dive into this as we go more into this episode, but When it comes to your subconscious, when we are thinking nearly 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts per day, we are always thinking. And it actually takes a lot of energy to remember all of the thoughts that we think in a day. Now, this is just an estimate on how many thoughts that we think every day. I know for um, some people out there, you might feel like, well, I feel like I can never turn my brain off and I probably think more than that. And this is just an estimate, like I said. So, but still, it's still a lot of thoughts that run through our head. And if you've ever like really overthought something and were in a critical place of thinking how you may experience like a headache or fatigue or just pure exhaustion, when you actually think and consciously are aware of what you are thinking, yes, it is taking energy 
is taking energy. And your brain is actually going to exert 20% of your body's energy. So if we're constantly thinking and you're tired about it, yeah, it's going to be a little exhausting. So this is where the subconscious comes in to play. When we are thinking thoughts and it is paired with an emotion. So for example, if I'm thinking the thought, oh, I'm never going to get better and I have this emotion tied with it that is depression. Let's just say that for an example. So I'm repeating this thought of, I'll never get better. I'm depressed. I'll never get better. I feel depressed. I'll never get better. I'll feel depressed. So the subconscious, the way that it automates is it takes that thought and that emotion and it is repetitive. And so it's like, okay, well, this person is definitely saying these things over and over again. This must be really, really important information. So I'm going to store it as a hard drive, uh, a programming an automation to make your job a lot easier. That way I can help you conserve energy. Your brain always wants to try to find the most efficient way when it comes to operating in the body and in the mind. So if you are having these thoughts and these emotions on repeat, that is what your subconscious is going to be wired with. It's all about repetition. And it literally takes 67 thoughts to start creating a new neural pathway in the mind. And a neural pathway is going to be like how your brain is operating, the thoughts that are going through the the networks, the neurons that are wiring at that time. And so when you repeat it, 67 times, you start to create that neural pathway. And the more that you think about it, the stronger that it gets, the stronger that it gets to the point that it starts to actually create a programming and you don't necessarily have to think about it automatically all the time. It's just how you're wired now. And so there have also been brain scan studies done in neuroscience that a thought is going to trigger an emotion. And this can be milliseconds before the emotion. And a lot of us feel that we have the emotion first before the thought. Well, from the research that neuroscience has done, it can literally be milliseconds. But we notice the emotion first because of the sensations that it gives us, the pain or the heaviness or lightness that it gives us in the body. And I will be explaining emotions in the next episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. But for now, just realize that thoughts are going to trigger an emotion. And a thought repeated over and over with an emotion is going to create a new programming, a new subconscious belief automation that is going to run your life. So if I'm having that thought of I am never going to get better and I'm depressed, that's going to be how I am operating in my day-to-day life. And this was actually a true automation for me after I had my accumulation of injuries from my MMA days. I truly thought that I was never ever going to get better because I had gone to multiple professionals and medical facilities and nothing was helping. But again, I was also only treating the biological part of pain and I was not connecting the dots at that time on how my brain and my nervous system were wiring with each other. So my brain just 
heard this on repeat. So it just was something that I did to automate, to save me energy, to conserve that energy. Because what you automate, you create. And automation is meant to conserve energy. Because if we were consciously aware of all the thoughts that were running through our head on a day-to-day basis, our head would literally not leave the pillow we would just be so exhausted so this is how your brain starts to conserve energy and it's about building that awareness on how your mind is wired especially when it comes to pain which brings me to my next point the pain pathway so when we are having an automation and how our subconscious is wired, a lot of the times it's because we are practicing pain. It is something that we practice on a day-to-day basis. It's a repetition. And going back to that example of, oh, I'll never get better. I'm depressed. My That became my reality. And so when we are thinking negative thoughts, which is very, very common when it comes to experiencing pain, because the brain is going to interpret different signals and your environment. And if you have been in pain for a long period of time, whether it's weeks, it's months, it's years, it is where your brain and your body are practicing pain. And so when your brain is interpreting all these signals, it is going to interpret it as pain, as a safety mechanism. So your pain pathway of pain, when it comes about, is actually your brain's way of trying to protect you, being like, hey, we probably shouldn't do that. This seems like a a safety hazard. This is a potential threat. So we're going to kick on pain to keep you from moving forward and going through with whatever it is that you're doing. However, when your brain is so accustomed to pain, over time, it can start to be incredibly sensitive. And when it is incredibly sensitive, it just means that it is really good at noticing pain. And pain is just an interpretation that the brain is giving you based off of the external environments. But if we're so conditioned to focus on pain in every situation, your brain is going to look at different things like just sitting in the sunshine could possibly be incredibly painful for some people. I know that with people who have fibromyalgia, even though they're sitting down and they're talking with friends and being social, if this is something that they're not used to, their brain sees this as a potential threat because it's a change from what they've normally done um, that is outside of the the repetitive subconscious programming that has been keeping them in the same cycle. Another thing to know about the brain is that the brain does not like anything out of the ordinary. It doesn't like any changes. It doesn't like the uncertainty. It does not like the unknown because however the subconscious is wired, it's like a little book that it it's like a little manual for your life to know what to expect, to see if this is going to be a potential threat or a harm. 
And if it goes outside of that subconscious programming and what it knows, the brain is automatically going to think, oh my gosh, this is dangerous. Like mayday, mayday, turn on all the red lights and everything and turn up the pain volume to keep you safe from that uncertainty and that unknown. So another thing is if you are experiencing challenges when it does come to changes and uncertainty and the unknown, just realize that that is your brain safety mechanism to try and keep you safe in what it knows. And this awareness like literally set me free because I was at that point where, huh, okay, nothing really is wrong with me. This is just how my brain is trying to protect me. And I understood the patterns with it. And I was able to navigate through that um, after understanding like why my brain was freaking out and why these pain flare-ups were kicking on. So when it comes to pain, it is paired with a lot of negative thoughts. And when we have those negative thoughts of, oh, I'll never get better. I'm hopeless. Like this is hopeless. Nothing's ever going to work. I'm broken. I'm doomed to live like this forever. That is a negativity bias. Okay. And this is part of how our brain is naturally wired is the brain will focus on the negative five times more than the positive. And again, this is a safety release valve. Going back to the main purpose of the brain is to keep us safe. So it's going to focus on the negative, on the things that hurt, on the things that are painful. And that is to keep us safe, even though the brain thinks that it's helping The brain doesn't know the difference between what is like a growth uncomfortable pain or like a danger, harm, life-threatening type of situation pain. It just interprets everything as a threat and based off of like your own environment, your past experiences, any traumas related to that, it's going to be a huge factor with it. So context is a very, very huge thing when it does come to pain. Neuroscience has proven that pain is not permanent. It's not something that you have to be stuck with forever. Pain is always shifting. It's always changing. And this is because the brain is malleable. The brain has something called neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is the amazing mechanics and ability to change and grow and evolve based off of your needs. And so the brain is amazing at learning. And when you practice learning, your brain is going to take that as information as more repetitive information, and then it's going to be stored into the subconscious. And every time that we practice something, whether that be like a thought or a belief or a habit, or in this instance, pain, those neurons are going to continuously grow and shrink and form new and different networks. And different neurons that fire together are going to wire together. They're going to be an automation that becomes what you operate your life from. And so when you are practicing these different beliefs and these habits, and in this instance, again, pain, those start to become a lot stronger. They become so much stronger that they become the most dominant part when it comes to how your brain is working. And so, for example, like 
if you're just starting to do boxing, I know for me when I did boxing, it was awkward. I wasn't very good at it and it was really, really hard and really challenging. Well, the more and more that I practiced at it, my technique became a lot more more skilled. I started to flow through the punches a lot more to the point where it's just kind of muscle memory now. It's something that is so automatic because I practiced it over and over and over again. The same thing goes for pain. I mean, pain, if you've been experiencing it for weeks or months or years, that's your brain practicing pain. And the more that you practice pain, the more that your brain has a tendency to focus on pain. And the more that we focus on pain, that is going to trigger different negative thoughts. It's going to trigger different negative emotions. And then it can cause your brain to be incredibly sensitive when it comes to pain. And when your brain is really, really sensitive, It can sometimes have false alarms because pain is an alarm system. It is a warning system. But like any alarm or warning system, there are false alarms. And so it's how sensitive your brain is to the environment and the context of your pain specifically. And so for example, like with dogs, they are incredibly sensitive to sound and to smell. They can hear things that we can't hear. They can smell things that we can't smell. That's because their brain and their nervous system are very, very sensitive to sound and smell. Same thing with people who are experiencing chronic pain. They've trained their brain and their nervous system to be hypersensitive and hyper aware of anything that could be painful, anything that could be a potential threat, a potential danger that could cause potential harm. And a lot of people, especially those who have experienced injury on some level, do become hypersensitive because they're afraid of re-injuring or hurting themselves further. So going into neuroplasticity, okay? So neuroplasticity, like I said before, is the brain's ability to change and grow and evolve based on your needs, which means that pain is going to be malleable. It's going to be something that you can change. It's going to be something that you can shift because if pain starts in the brain, that means pain can be changed. Pain is treatable. And so when you are working with neuroplasticity, that means that you can start treating pain and breaking your pain cycle and desensitizing your brain and your nervous system right away. And with this, it starts with awareness, which is what I am bringing to your attention today through this this episode. And when you are learning to desensitize and retrain your pain system, it can help you to reduce your pain sensitivity. It can help you to decrease pain-related fear. And it can also turn down your pain volume. So for an example with desensitization, for example, like I'm sure you've been in a room that smelled horrible because you forgot to take the trash out. And at first you're like super, super sensitive to it. And then all of a sudden you be in it long enough that you don't really notice the smell. That is you being desensitized from the smell. And it starts with small gradual increments and small 
changes that you gradually work on as you go through. It's more of like a compound interest type of process because again the brain doesn't necessarily like change it doesn't like the uncertainty it doesn't like the unknown and if things change super dramatically and super fast your brain is going to kick on its safety release valves and kick on pain a lot more to tell you to stop because it was too much at once so when it comes to pain it's all about doing things gradually doing things small and then starting to add on to that and to add on to that and that honestly is how you start to desensitize your brain and your nervous system so here's a little personal story for for this neuroplasticity I know for me when I was recovering from my MMA injuries I was out of the sport and I didn't really work out either because I just couldn't. I was told that I couldn't, that I would never be able to have the ability to do intense workouts like I did before. These were all things that were told to me by my doctors and my physical therapists and it was just incredibly frustrating for me. So I believed it like, oh, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not allowed to do this. And so when I would try to go and work out, in the back of my mind, the way that my subconscious was programmed, it's like, oh, you're not allowed to do this. You can't do this. Your body's not capable. Your body's broken. All of these thoughts were swirling in my head without me being aware of it because it was on automation. They just happened automatically. And I would not try certain things because I truly believed that I couldn't. And this was how I was operating. I was afraid to do anything. And the more and more that I was afraid, the more and more that I was focusing on, oh my gosh, if I do this, if I do this exercise, if I do this movement, if I go on this hike, if I move a certain way, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get hurt. So this is how I was thinking. And this was how my brain was wired, which caused me to be super sensitive to anything workout related. And so I was noticing this pattern, so I started to do it slowly. And then I started to, you know, try things that were getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. And yeah, my body's tried to fight back a little bit. And my brain was just like, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. But I had to remind myself, like, I know my form. I'm doing this correctly. I'm going to listen to my body. I'm safe. I'm going to be okay. And then I started to evolve to boxing. And I kind of went a little too intense to the point where it like re-triggered my nervous system and my brain to go into safety mode and kicked on a lot of pain. And then I started to think, oh my gosh, I really can't do this. And then I started to really ease my way into it a little bit more and a little bit more. And then I started going into Krav and I was going to tell myself I'm going to go five days a week and everything and I'm going to get back because my body's strong enough and everything well it didn't necessarily work out like that and I ended up like not going for months because of the the pain flare-ups that were coming up because it was too much at once so then I started out with once a week and then I was doing okay gave myself time to recover from that and then I tried twice a week and now I'm in the process where I'm about to go into three times a week and you know it's that gradual compound interest and I know a lot of us especially when we are in pain we want that pain to be gone and leave our system right away instantaneously we want these results right here right now and sometimes 
that could be like the worst thing for us because we're going to revert back to that old programming. And in order to reprogram your system, it takes a minimum of 67 days, which is just a little bit over, what is it, two months? Yeah, a little bit over two months. So if you're not allowing yourself that time to really start to create a new neural pathway, a new habit, you've got to allot that time of 67 days of repeating the same patterns, the same habits, um, doing the thought and belief work around with it too. And it takes about 67 days to create a new neural pathway and to have the old pain pathway to prune away. Now, these are going to be different layers, different levels. And this is why I'm breaking it down into the biopsychosocial. And we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg with the psychology part of it in part one of the mental aspect of pain. So what you can do today is see how your pain is being interpreted and the pain volume when you think negative thoughts and when you are thinking positive thoughts and how you are feeling about it. So if you want more in-depth tips on how to navigate the neuroplasticity of your brain and start the rewiring process right away, definitely join the email list. Every week I'm going to be sending out a pain freedom tip and it's going to be correlated with the podcast. So if you want even more out of this podcast episode, highly encourage you to sign up for the email for the weekly pain freedom tip. That way you can start implementing pain freedom today and unleash yourself from the pain that has been keeping you stuck for so long. So that wraps up a very brief overview of the mental part of pain on the psychological aspect of the biopsychosocial pain bubble. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and for expanding your own pain awareness. Every time you listen to this podcast, you are building new neural pathways in the brain to break out of the vicious pain cycle. If this episode served you in any way, I ask that you share it with somebody who you think would benefit so they can start breaking out of their unique pain cycle today. When we are educated and informed about pain, we are equipped and empowered to get out and stay out of pain. If you have any questions or thoughts, I'm here to help. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Katie Sutton. I'd be happy to personally connect with you so you can start unleashing pain freedom today.